And you are joined by Barbara Friedman, editor online at Cape Talk. How's it? How's it? Hello, hello. Yeah, are you okay? Yeah, no, no, I'm always good. Good. Always good. Wonderful. Just checking. So, the first story is about our friend Jacob Zuma. He's not your my listen. <laughs> uh, even in jest, you don't call that thug my friend. But okay, yes. So as we know, he was meant to by close of business today. He was meant to tell the Chief Justice um, how he should be sentenced. And uh, you know, I'm not quite sure why he gets to tell the judge how he should be sentenced. But if he was to be found guilty of contempt of court, this is somehow he was meant to contribute to his sentencing. But he hadn't sent this through by the close of business today, his 15-page letter that he was asked to do. Instead, later, he put out a 21-page statement or 21-page letter. But the thing that caught my eye, which I think he said before, in why he is not going to be doing what he was asked to do, is he. it stems from him being a conscientious objector to the manner in which he has been treated. And so he stated in this very long letter that he put out last night why he will not be participating and, you know, his objections. I'm not going to get into all the details of it, but the point is is that he just is, you know, he feels like, you know, he said it's like PSC founder Robert Subukwe. He's being treated with great injustice. And he obviously sees himself as a freedom fighter, and so he's going to rather be a conscientious objector, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and okay. not be involved in the process. It's just you know, sorry about the cough. It's just so wrong, you know. I mean, this is so a man. Wrong. I mean, and, and this is a man who's made sense for most of his life. I mean, he really has. Seven hundred and sixty-nine, eight hundred and seven hundred. Listen properly. 769,820. Uh, and of course, he didn't write his own letter. There was a, there was you know, can, I, can I give you my little point about that clip, which, you know, it's one of those things I do say quite often, is I know it's funny in a way, yes. but if I had a speech that I was reading and it had a number like that in it and it wasn't written out phonetically, yeah. I would get it wrong. You're also not the president. You also don't have people preparing but you for it. But also what you do is you write it out phonetically. Do you know what I mean? You write it out in words so that you don't mess it up when you're speaking. She's such a lefty. Okay, that's great. Okay, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, I'm not great at maths, and if I had to read out a big, long letter... I, I would, space out, no, the, I space out the, the, the actual letters. But you have ways and means. Yes. No, and why didn't he? Um, and why didn't he prepare? That's more the issue. Yes. Um, the second story is um, kind of interesting because it's about a CEO called Dan Price, who yeah. runs a Seattle-based company called Gravity Payments, who six years ago decided to increase his wages for his staff, and he got slated, and he was called a socialist, and he was told he would fail, mm. and six years later, he is doing brilliantly. Let's play a clip of the kind of bullying that he got when he made the decision by people in the media and others. What I wanted to announce today is we're going to have a minimum uh, $70,000 pay rate for everyone that works here. Have you seen the CEO of the Seattle-based company who raised the minimum wage at his credit card processing company to $70,000 per year? Lunatic of all lunatics, Dan Price, CEO of Gravity Payments. I hope this company is a case study in MBA programs 
on how socialism does not work because it's going to fail. Mm, thoughts on this guy? Personally, personally, I think he's a socialist, but this is the man who's doing it. Are you a socialist? Well, look, you know, I don't support a minimum wage increase because it's a job killer, but he's a private business owner. If he wants to do this in between hugging trees... I have a hunch we're going to know Dan Price for a really long time, but the 130 employees of Gravity Payments, I think they're going to be on the welfare line. So. I have to say, Eric, I think he's pretty foolish. I think he's pretty foolish. The whole world pretty much was against it and said we would fail. But he didn't. But how many people don't tell you every day you're not going to make it? Why are you doing that? You know, since, there, there's so many bottom feeders yeah, in the world. But since then, in 2015, yeah. six years later, their revenue has tripled. Here we go. Their headcount grew 70%. Yep. Customer base doubled. Yep. The babies had by staff grew 10 times. 70% of employees paid down debt. Homes were bought by employees 10 times more. And their 401k contributions grew by 155%. And um, basically everything that was predicted didn't happen. You know, I just, it's, an, it's a great story. But if you think about it, right, you're running a payments firm, you make a minimum wage, everybody now wants to come and work for you, right? You draw some of the top talent. You probably increase your productivity. You get people wanting to work much longer and harder and see a success of this particular business because it's going to mean a success for them and they work really, really hard. You actually care about what you do. And you do. care about the people. So since and your when, customers. Yeah. Since when is wanting to create parity socialism? It's, it's, and this is the problem. I mean, it's not only the, that those idiots who, who, who support Trump. Um, it's, it's a whole host of people. They say, no, let the market decide. The CEO can take away five billion, but the person washing the dishes must take away five rand. I mean, that is not the type of world. I don't know about you. It's not, not the, type the type of world, of world I, want I want to live in. I want to live in a world like that. No, Thank neither. you. Then I'm a socialist, by the way. Well, apparently and so are you. Yeah. You're a tree hugger too, hey? I mean, how is that coming? Oh, no. Anyway. It's all in the same camp. All up yeah. to the same. We're all, we're all these like... Like heavens, they left the bunny out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. The third story, which is just one of those, oh, my goodness, it's this house in L.A. It's the most expensive house in the world and the biggest house built in an urban area. No TV cameras or video cameras have ever been allowed into it until now. And this YouTube producer, Michael, who was finally let in, has pub has has published the video on YouTube. I'm going to share it because I know everybody always wants to see the inside of a house like this. It's, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to watch. I mean, talk about socialism. I mean, this house has, it's 105,000 square feet. It has 20 bedrooms, 30 bathrooms, six elevators, a running track, a moat, a swimming pool, two wine cellars that are temperature controlled, a pool table, lounge, four bowling alleys, and even a nightclub. Yes, a nightclub. And it has... Lots of other things. It has an Olympic-sized indoor swimming pool with lounge decks. It has a further five outdoor swimming pools. And, um, yeah, until now, the owner never allowed a camera inside. They've now filmed it. And if you want to go and see one of the most expensive houses in the world, I'm going to post that on capetalk.co.za. So go and have a look, and you decide. You be the judge whether you think anyone should be living in a house like that. You be the judge. (laughs) Thanks, Dennis. (laughs) <laughs> or was it judge for yourself yes <laughs> you worked on that show before didn't you i did oh ah, okay interesting indeed is that it
That's it. Why does time fly? Don't you have I another story for us? Time having fun. Don't you have another story? No. I Come think on, It was Barbara. something I was actually thinking of doing, and yeah. now I can't remember. No, but now I didn't didn't prepare it, so now I can't yeah, remember yeah, off the cuff yeah, what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, John. <laughs> Thank you so much, Barbara. Uh, Barbara Friedman with you. I just love chatting to Barbara. Uh, Barbara with all the trending stories there. You are listening to today. I am Kino Cummings, and I'm with you all the way through until midday.